Hello, party people. This is the Just Ideas podcast. My name's Andy. I'm with Andy. And these are Just Ideas. In today's episode, we talk about the 10 toxic psychological traits that make so many people suck. From victim blaming to vanity, schadenfreude, and moral hypocrisy, we all have some twisted thinking to overcome. Mr. McIntyre and his son are sitting in the home, day who knows of quarantine, and McIntyre Jr. sighs and looks at his dad, and his dad says, you tired of being in the house, tired of hanging out with me? McIntyre Jr. goes, well, I had a thought, Dad. All these old people that are passing away, I mean, they had to die of something, right? And McIntyre is shocked, and he says, well, that's not very nice, but I have something for your sick and twisted mind. And McIntyre Jr. goes, okay, lay it on me. And he says, well, Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of the UK, said, I'm not too worried about coronavirus. He wasn't all that upset. And then, bang, next you know, he's got coronavirus. Isn't that funny? What do you think? Well, you know, you're a lot more fascinated with the Macklejack family than I am. But I would say they are exhibiting normal human behavior. Normal human behavior? They, they sound a bit mean. They sound a bit, a bit uh, harsh. But I've got this uh, assignment for my class that I wanted to talk about on today's podcast. I found this thing on the Internet. It's something called Work Smart. It's from December 11th, 2018 by Christian Jarrett. And okay. it's called The 10 Toxic Psychological Traits That Make So Many People Suck. <laughs> well, we got to hear these. And it says, from victim blaming to vanity, schadenfreude and moral hypocrisy, we all have some twisted thinking to overcome. That's a doozy of a list right there. So... Because my classes are now done by distance, I can't get in front of the class and, uh, and wind them up anymore. So I'm sending them these things. I call it like coronavirus assignment one, coronavirus assignment two. So here's coronavirus assignment two. I made the class read the 10 psychological traits that make so many people suck. And yep. then I created a coronavirus-based scenario and the students have to answer, how would a typical person behave in this situation? And then how about you? So I'm trying to get my students to have self-awareness. But the question ties back to the article. So the article is based on research. And the article shows how human nature sucks, which, of course, is the nature of my weekly dose of negativity for everybody. <laughs> so let's try it. Um, okay. I don't know if you want, how you want to play the game, but here, here's the first question I had. In the face of the coronavirus pandemic, how are elderly people afflicted with the disease looked at? You have any thoughts Well, I that? mean, I'd like to think that it's pretty sympathetic. I know that stores have special hours for senior citizens, and, you know, there's a lot of heartwarming stories on Twitter I've read about people taking care of, you know, the old people in their lives. If humans were kind and thoughtful, I wouldn't need a podcast. So what <laughs> research says is that um, there's what humans do is they dehumanize others. And you're like, well, how do they know? They did it with a brain scan study. And they showed that the neural activity, right, associated with um, homeless people, 
uh, drug addicts, right? Compared to higher status people, you could tell they were dehumanized. So we dehumanize minority groups and we de dehumanize um, older people. So in this coronavirus, you could get that Michael Jack Jr.'s dehumanizing of elderly people is, is part of uh, human nature. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I, you sent me this thing and I've been looking at some of the studies and it's not just old people. And I'm sure that's the main focus of coronavirus is, you know, the um, elderly are affected, but isn't this an idea that persists? Yeah, it's in, you know, it's, 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 in, it's in groups, right? If someone's in your in-group, you look at them, you know, you tend to dehumanize people who are outside of your in-group, even, you know, victims of crimes. Um, and, and, and it's harsh, you know, I'm not, it, 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 one of the things is you dehumanize um, uh, people who are victims of crimes, even. Oh, my gosh, it's really quite terrible. I'm seeing here a group of you know, students, you know, they exhibit less neural activity when they're thinking about um, the homeless community. And right. there's people who are opposed to Arab immigration and they rate, yep. they, they seriously rate Muslim people as less evolved than average. So I think you might be onto something. It might be a little bit of our subliminal human nature. So all these clowns who tune into one podcast and say, I'm just spewing negativity. I got an MRI machine looking at the human brain telling us this is what's going on. So I want to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do, would you admit that you feel these dehumanizing, um, you know, this, this, this creep of dehumanization in your own brain? Absolutely not. Of course. And if you gave me that assignment, I'd say the same thing. You'd say, no, you don't. Of course. Then you're going to get an F. I'm telling um, you right now, I feel it. I feel, um, I, you know, I felt myself not having proper sympathy for people afflicted with this thing. I, you know, I'm ashamed to say it, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel it creeping in there. And one of the reasons we have the podcast, you know, is, is you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm fascinated with human nature, but I'm tremendously unimpressed with it. So I get up every day and try not to be human. That's my goal. So this article helped me because I'm going to try to stop the creep of dehumanizing people who aren't in my in-group. Fair enough. I think a lot of people would recommend that with any processes. First acknowledge that, hey, I got to work on something. And it's particularly harmful in my, in my situation because my in-group, the way I view the world is I am living on my own planet and no one is in my in-group. And I look with great disdain over all the humans who inhabit planet Earth. So it's particularly <laughs> important that I uh, look into this. Yes, how incredibly moral. But that was Mac. That was McIntyre Jr. But yeah. McIntyre Sr. He's. What do you think about him? Well, he's getting excited because um, uh, Boris um, Johnson was running his mouth, and then he got it. And I'm. I'm. I'm going to tell you. For years, I don't want to be unsympathetic to the Corona pandemic. But for years, I've been running this thing. Uh, I get it from my father. For years, I've been running this thing. I'm not afraid of germs. And what I do is I've never, I never get that germ begone stuff that you rub on your hands. I never like, you know, use my foot to open a door or grab a paper towel to open a door. I'm slathering myself in germs. And my strategy <laughs> is I'm building an excellent immune system. And if I ever get sick, I'm very uh, self-critical. And then what I do is when I recover, I go around and I grab a bunch of doorknobs and then eat a sandwich trying to get as many germs as I can into my system, right? 
You're crazy. Have we talked about this in other podcasts? Because it's one of my usual rants. I don't think we've heard about your germs, but I've definitely heard the term germ be gone as a as an attempt at saying germex. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever it is. I haven't used it. I, I don't it's not I don't think it's a good idea. So I um I missed I missed cl- a couple classes back in 1993 and then last freaking semester I got something <laughs> and I missed a day of class. So that's what is that? I missed a day of class. I had 27 straight years and I blew it and I was very very upset with myself. Um and, you know and, and I went on this rant and when the coronavirus was new I said to my class it's just another germ thing. I will go over to China and lick the Chinese people. That, that's oh. what I said. So <laughs> this, of course, causes our next reason that people suck is because of schadenfreude. And that's what Michael Jack Sr. was doing uh, about Boris Johnson is like, what is you like when other people suffer. Okay. So my class is half my class is hoping I get the coronavirus. <laughs> so whenever I send them an email, I'm always like, bad news, I still don't have it, right? Because I know <laughs> they want me to get it. And when I get it, they're going to be thrilled. And you know what? I don't blame them, right? It's a human nature to find pleasure in other people's distress. And they just, they want me to get it. It's another reason humans suck. Yeah, and you think that that would be something you develop over time and that you're, you know, you become maybe cynical or narcissistic. But really, there's more research, and it says by age six, children, it was an experiment, children will pay to watch the antisocial puppet being hit rather than spending their money on stickers. It, it's, you know, people suck. That's, that's our theme. So my second question was, you know, how would you feel if I contracted the, the dreaded coronavirus and the typical person would think it was funny? So there you go. <laughs> So I'm excited cool. to hear. I'm excited to hear what kind of responses you get to that. Yeah, we'll, well, well, maybe we'll do a podcast on how the class responded to the coronavirus assignment. Too. Here's the third question: Switching to online classes because of the coronavirus causes students to incur some costs. Let's assume in one class you got $180 of costs you have to pay for proctored exams. One student reports that he doesn't have access to $180. Can't come up with it. How would this student be looked upon? because he can't afford $180 for proctoring his remaining exams. What, 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 what would you think uh, human nature is going to say? Well, I'm wising up to the idea here. So I'm going to say that I think the answer you're going to get is something along the lines of, too bad, so sad. Well, it's even worse than too bad, so sad. It's um, humans tend to have this karma thing. And the karma thing is that people who are unsuccessful at life deserve it and are lazy, and that the rich people are the best people. And this is, you know, something that is, you know, wired into the, <coughs> excuse me, wired into the human, into the human brain. So they're not going to have sympathy for this person. They're going to figure there's something wrong with this person that they um, cannot come up with the money. And again, you know, the, the biggest crime is to be human and pretend that you're not human. So I will tell you that when people can't get their life firing on all cylinders, I feel myself getting ready to put some disdain on them instead of sympathizing with them that, you know, life is tough. And of course, not everyone can come up with 180 bucks. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I like that idea.
So fourth question, the coronavirus has caused uh, my students, they're going to lose seven weeks of what I call my windups. And I don't know if you know what my windups are, but what, what the way my class works without, without boring everybody is um, all content is you can read it and all explanations and lectures of content are online. So all we do in class is discuss. We spend about half the time discussing people's skills and success skills, and half the time with what we call a wind-up. And a wind-up is where I try to change people's mind, change their core beliefs by battering them with rational arguments and other, you know, antics. Okay. Okay. So this is the part of my class that people remember. So I'm walking through the Gathering Place Park, and, you know, someone will walk to me, hey, you're a guy who was in your class you know, nine years ago, and yeah, I'm say you made me think. And that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you think. Gotcha. But I try to change their mind about a lot of things. I get on the minority, the minority view of every issue and start bashing the majority view. Okay. So, so I, one day in class, I argued rationally, I believe, that meth and heroin should be legalized. Right. We'll, we'll talk about that on a different day if we haven't already. But, because um, I never remember what we can talk about. Anyway. <laughs> So the question is, what would the impact of listening to seven weeks of Yurik's wind-ups be? What do you think they said? Well, I don't know what they're going to say, but I know the answer from reading the article. We are narrow-minded and dogmatic. We never change our mind, no matter what evidence we, we are shown, and that we are overconfident in that we are right. Okay, so, so you have very little faith in them. Well, I mean, who wants to stand up and say I'm not a normal human being? I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I try not to be human, so I try to change my mind. And whenever I change my mind a little more you know, towards the conservative side, my class gets excited. And they're like, finally, you're seeing the light. And I'm like, you know what? 7.5 billion morons on this planet. The yeah. odds of me being right you know, it's zero. So just because I changed my mind doesn't mean I'm right now. I might have been right, and now I'm wrong. So it's just we're living in a nightmare if you ever stop and think about it. And if you don't want to think about it, don't listen to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I have had um, people talk to me, and they're like, you know, I really don't agree with it. And they check it out, and they're just done, you know? And it's like, I think this kind of encapsulates that idea. It's just like, you know, listen to the end, you know, like hear it out. Right. And people, you know, they don't, they don't want to be wrong. They don't change their mind and, uh, and so forth. So here is the, uh, here's the next question. Um, it says EGAD, which is my favorite word at the moment. EGAD, EGAD. the, the Corona, it, it's, it sort of means like, Oh my God. I yeah. claim it was in Archie comic books in the old days, Archie and Veronica, you know, Archie or Reggie or Jughead or someone's like EGADs. <laughs> That's how I remember it. So it's a good day if I can work EGADs into a sentence. Anyway, yes. question five. EGADs, the coronavirus has taken away a great many human distractions. How do humans fare when faced with sitting with their own thoughts? Because that's the problem, right? There's no more, a lot of our distractions are taken away. How is it sitting around the house with your own thoughts? Oh my gosh, that's a huge question. And you don't even necessarily need a pandemic to reflect on that, but this helps. So what'd you find out? 
Well, the article, right, about why people suck points out that uh, there was a controversial study where they uh, put participants by themselves and they made them sit by themselves for 15 minutes, 15 minutes of <laughs> thinking by themselves. The only diversion they offered you was the opportunity to shock yourself and get pain. Come on, don't tell me they chose it. A sixty-seven percent of males and twenty-five percent of females, right, shock themselves rather than sit quietly with their own thoughts. Come on. Now, and there you can see males apparently suck more than females. I'm not <laughs> going to deny it. I, you know, you look at these things. My life experience is males suck more than females, but that's probably for another show. Yeah, probably so. I think even like the experimental study is great. You see this a lot with like young people. And I think it's a criticism of young people is that like, if they're not being stimulated by like the buzzword is content then they go crazy. Right. And it's like, they have to have TikTok up. And as soon as they get in the shower, they have to have music in the shower. And as soon as they get out of the shower, you know, it's like, I'm going to have lunch, but I have to have YouTube going while I eat lunch. And they just can't break from, you know, all that stimulation. You can't just sit down. It's kind of hard. It, it, it's a nightmare. <laughs> okay, let's get to the next question. All right. How kind, trustworthy, and honest are you compared to average? Okay. Well, the typical person is going to tell you they're way above average because human beings are vain and, overcom and, and overconfident. They, it's called the Lake Wobegon effect from the show with, um, <laughs> sorry, I forgot his name. But um, it, it's where all women are strong, men are good looking, and all children are above average, right? Everybody thinks they're better at everything, right? So they're more moral. When they do something crooked, they have an excuse. When someone else does something crooked, they, they're morally flawed. That's how they look at it. Okay, yes, okay. I, so people... I, I, I put two of them together there. That was the next one. That yeah. So anyway, I muddled that up. But let me. So let me get to seven. One seven was an interpersonal skills class. And you know, in my class, there's a lot of ways to cheat and a lot of ways to cut corners. And we know that a lot of people do. Um, right. How do you look upon when other people cheat as opposed to you? And I gave away the punchline already. When we do something wrong, we make an excuse. When other people do something wrong, we say it goes to their moral character. And this is not like stuff you just laugh at at a podcast. This is like you know. Both political parties, right? People are going to blow a carotid artery arguing that the people in their party are less crooked than people in the other party. Sure, <laughs> naturally. And I'm going to tell you they're the same amount of crooked, and I've just pissed off everybody, but that's okay. Nobody's <laughs> in my in-group. I live on my own planet, disgusted at how much human beings suck. Fair enough. Fair enough. Does that wrap up all the questions or is there well, a sweetener? I, got, I got another one and then I got a little finish here. Eight was, um, oh, 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 I saved the best one to last. Okay. During the pandemic, one can view many national and local leaders speaking about the pandemic. How would a leader who insulted others and exhibited aggressive personality with a high, demonstrating a high level of psychotic traits be viewed by people okay what do you think well you keep asking me what i think it's like i know i got this article right here the answer <laughs> is we love people who who are uh, arrogant who would insult other people and display uh, psychotic characteristics 
right? You're I mean, not you know, going to Are you going to tell me our politicians are all psychotic? No, because not all of them do this, but the ones that do fare very well. There's something, um, there's something, you know, primal about the human animal that makes, you know, the la- and it's been going on forever. I know everybody's thinking of one person, but there's been hundreds, if not thousands of, you know, look around leaders around the world, right? They are very, very often, right? They're show off, blow hard yellers who insult people. And unfortunately, human beings are attracted to that kind of personality. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I think you're going to lose some people because I don't think everyone agrees that, you know, we're still our primal animals. But maybe that's the whole idea of this is that there is some primal or subliminal or natural tendencies that we have and that we just act upon them and don't realize it. Right. So my last question is I asked the students based on the article and this exercise you just did, basically asking if you're ready to own up to, you know, these things in your own head, right? I ask them, how much do you suck? And the irony is the more thoughtful, deep, reflective a person is, the more you're going to realize that you are, despite you know, maybe your wishes to the contrary, but you're human. So you will recognize right, in yourself these characteristics. And you would write down, well, sadly, I suck quite a bit. The person who writes down, I don't suck at all. Other people have these problems, but I don't. That goes back to one of these things about over overreacting. And there is the, I never find things when I need them. There it is. The Dunning-Kruger effect. And we, we did this when we did the secret to happiness as self-delusion, hypocrisy, and ignorance, right? But the Dunning-Kruger effect tells us the more you admit you suck, the less you suck. And the more you des- deny that you suck, the more you suck. And if human beings would look at these characteristics that make us suck, and work on them, we'd suck less, and planet Earth would be more reasonable. And I might consider going from my planet, where I live alone, and coming back to this clown show on planet Earth. <laughs> We'd love to have you back at the circus, Dr. Yurek. We really would. All right. You got anything else? That's perfect. I think we'll wrap it up right here. And for Just Ideas, my name's Andy, and that was Andy. <laughs>